the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You got to remember when God spoke, when, when there was nothing, the Bible says out of nothing, there was nothing that God just spoke. He created the heavens. He created earth, the sun, the moon, the stars. God spoke out of nothing and created you. All right. And when you read the Bible, these words are just as powerful when you, when you get this word inside of you, as dead as things are, God's word can create life. His words create life. The word of God brings salvation and life to the darkest heart here today. Good evening. I'm Kyle Welch. And welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. We are here every night at this time on KKLA to share the good news of Jesus Christ and to lift up his name to the entire city of Los Angeles. No matter if you are listening tonight from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that tonight's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to all our listeners. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with tonight's message. There are three words in James 1 that all starts with the letter T. I call these T words. The first T word are trials. Trials are things that happen in life uh, because we live in a fallen world, okay? Uh, You get sick, uh, you know, you get old. As you age, you get your body starts to break down, right? We blame God for a lot of stuff that God never deserves to blame for. The second T word is the word test. God tests us sometimes. And a test can be a trial, all right? God can allow a trial to happen. But not all trials are sent from God. I hope that makes sense. The third T word is the word temptation, which our message is about. Temptations are sent by Satan. And just like he tempted Adam and tempted Eve, he tempts us. The reason he tempts us is because he wants to destroy us. You see, God tests us to stretch us, to grow us. Satan tests us. He tempts us so he can ruin us. How many of you would like to overcome temptation? You'd like to overcome temptation. All right, right, real quick, real quick. Take your Bible. Take your finger. Point to the Bible. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has an app for that. Just say it. Say, God has an app for that. Number one, if you're taking notes. There's an emphatic word of truth. The first point, don't blame God when you're tempted. Look at James 1 verse 13. I don't care who you are. You can read this and you can understand it. This is not difficult to understand. When tempted, no one should say that God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. We live in a day and age where no one wants to take responsibility. We like to blame others. Adam 
when God confronted Adam, Adam said these words. He said, Lord, it's not me. It's that woman you gave me. And man's been blaming women, women ever since. Amen. So God turns to the woman, and, then, and, and Eve goes, Lord, it's not me. And she, and she said, it's that serpent, all right? She, blames, she blamed the serpent. It's never our fault. And you know, you know that when you point, you've got these three fingers pointing right back at you. Look at verse 14. Each person, this is everyone in this room, each person is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and, what's the word? Enticed. Write this down. The word enticed is a fishing term. I want you to write this down. Satan is the ultimate angler. He's the ultimate angler. He does four things, all right? Write these things down. Here's how he operates. Number one, he presents the lure. He just presents it. Just throws it right out there, okay? Uh, now, I, you have to know this, that, that temptation itself is not a sin. It's when you yield to the temptation. Jesus was tempted, but he never yielded to that sin. Temptation, I don't want to confuse you, it's almost, it's almost a badge of honor. It's like God looks at you or Satan looks at you and Satan goes, oh, I need to ruin this guy's life. I need to ruin this girl's life. I better throw a temptation out there. Uh, so a temptation is almost a badge of honor. The second thing he does is he what's called works the lure. He works it. You see, we think no one's looking. We think no one's going to know. I got what I want. I tried it. It's just one joint. It's just one affair. It was just one glance at pornography. I, I, I just want to tell one lie this one time. I want to take just one drink. I want to cheat just one time. I want to touch just one time. I want to try it just one time, and you don't even realize it. You're swimming off, and you got away with it. Everything's good in your life. Wham! Satan sets the hook. And number four, write this down. He just reels in another victim. When he catches you, when he reels you in, he mounts you on his wall, another trophy. So when you're tempted, don't blame God. Understand that temptation came from Satan. He knows when you're vulnerable. He knows when you feel like you're invincible. He knows when to cast and where to cast because he wants you to participate so that when you yield to that, he can simply hook you up and reel you in. Number two in your notes, beware of the consequences of yielding to sin. This is what we have to remember. Verse 15 tells us that after desire has conceived, it gives birth to what? To sin. I want you to write that down. To yield is to sin. That's what Satan wants. It might be money. It might be fame. It might be pride. It might be lust. It could be one of a, a million different sins. But what Satan wants is he's wanting to put that lure in front of you, that temptation, so you will participate, hoping that you'll fall for it. He wants you to sin, and here's why. Look at verse 15. After desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Write this down. To yield us to sin, which leads to death. Sin has deadly earthly consequences, and it has direct eternal consequences. Sin separates us from God. It is not a joke. It's not a game. There's no such thing as a little sin, a little lie, a little look, a little anything. 
Satan wants to destroy your life, all right? You've got to understand the consequences. In your note, I have these four categories of, uh, of things that most people think about one of these four things. The first one is food. And God doesn't have a million rules. God has just very few rules. But those rules are important for you. And so the rule number one in food, what's the only rule God has for food, really? Don't be a glutton. Write that down real quick. Write it down quick. Don't be a glutton. Drink. Uh, he has one rule. What's the rule? Don't get drunk. Number three is work. What's his rule with work? Take a day off, all right? Take a day off. Not a million rules, just one rule. I don't think God cares where you work. Just take a day off, okay? Have a, have a jubilee, all right? Worship God. Rest. Number four, sex. There's only one rule. What's the rule? Only in marriage. I don't think God cares how often you have sex. I don't think God cares how you have sex. He's just like, okay, got one rule. Everything else is okay. Uh, one rule, make sure whoever you're having sex with, you're married to that person. That's the rule, okay? Now, underneath each of these four categories, you'll see two words. One is life. One is death. Anytime God tells you something, your ability to obey or disobey, there's either life or there's death in that law, all right? We'll look at them, and I'll, I'll show this. Rule, the first one is, is uh, food. You can't live without food. You have to eat, okay? There's life. There's life in food. Let me say that again. There's life in Mexican food, okay? There's life in that, all right? So you eat the chips and the salsa, oh, and uh, all that stuff. But uh, there's life. Now, they, he says, hey, I just got one rule, one rule, one. Don't be a pig, okay? Because if you just cram that stuff, you break God's law, you just eat, 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 you're going to die. You're going to have a fall over a heart attack, age 34. That's what's going to happen to you. The next one is drink. You, you can't live unless you drink liquids. You the body is 95% water, right? Some of us have more water than others, all right? But, oh, but it's water. And, uh, and uh, you, there's, li there's life. There's life in water. And God says, hey, there's one rule. because don't, don't I don't want you to get drunk on wine. Because if you get drunk, it, it, it leads. What does it lead to? It leads to death and destruction. And so, so you get to choose. Do you want to obey the law and live or disobey the law, which leads to death? Number three is work. You've got to take a day off. If you don't take a day off, your body's going to wear down. You're going to feel frazzled, and there will come a point. You, you, your body will just literally shut down because God knows what's best. God knows what's best. He knows what brings life. And life is found in taking a day off uh, each and every week. Number four is sex, all right? What is, what is the rule? Only in marriage, all right? And you just say, hey, I know that. I know that's in the Bible, but I'm going to have sex with whoever I want, whatever I want. Oh, oh, you go ahead and break that law sooner or later. That will catch up with you. You're going to get a disease. You're going to die. There's going to be a third person get involved, and they're going to show up one day and beat the living daylights out of you or, or worse. But you break God's law. You break God's law. There's death. You, you obey God's law. You have sex only in marriage. Guess what's in that? Life, life, life when you obey God's word. You see the difference between life and death? Number three, because we need some good news, okay? Because there is victory and there is hope and there is a way to overcome. 
And again, in your life group, you're going to go much deeper. You have many more points. But the main point that I want to drive home is there's one, the number one weapon to be victorious. I want you to write this down. It is the Holy Bible. The Bible is what's going to give you strength. It's what's going to give you uh, the ability to overcome, I believe, any temptation that you face, any temptation that you face. Let's look at the Bible, James 1, verse 21. It says to get rid of all moral filth that is so prevalent and humbly accept the what? The Word. Everybody say the Word. Humbly accept the Word planted in you which can save you. There's four things that the Word of God does. I want you to get this. Number one, First of all, it cleanses you. Get rid of all moral filth. There is no other way to get rid of moral filth. I have up here in front of me, I have a, uh, what's called a, a, a colander, okay? And it's a cooking utensil. How many of you have seen one of these before? All right, it's got, it's full of holes. And uh, they use this primarily for pasta. Put some pasta in there and heat it up, right? Right? And other things, right? And what happens a lot of times, uh, when I ask, when we talk about reading the Bible, a lot of people say, well, I, don't, I can't retain it, so I don't, I, don't, I don't read it. I don't get anything out of it, so I don't read it. If I, if I felt like I was learning or it was helping me, I would keep reading it. So what I want you to see is I've got some water here. I'm going to pour this water into this, into this, into this strainer, this colander. Right? You watch. See how much it contains. Okay? So I pour that in there like that. How much did it contain? Nothing. There's nothing in there, all right? There's, 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 let me put that back on there. There's nothing in there. So did, did, was there any worth or value? What's the worth and value? The value is this. When you pour water through a strainer, there's one thing that happens to this strainer. It's purified. It purifies. As water goes through, it purifies this utensil. And you see in our minds, in our hearts, We've got so much filth in our minds because we, where we live and the things that we see that come in through our, what we hear and what we see and what we experience. We get all this junk, this filth, this moral filth. The Bible says moral filth. It's in our minds. It's in our heart. I don't know. Now, I don't know how else to get rid of it. You can't scrub. You can't scrub on the outside of your body to get rid of the moral filth that's inside of your body. The only way you can purify your heart and the only way you can purify your mind is when you read the Word of God. Even if you don't contain it, if you read something today and you can't remember it tomorrow, you keep reading today because there's a process, there's a supernatural spiritual process that's happening as you read through the Word of God systematically. It's purifying your heart, your mind, your soul. Number two, write this down. The Word of God is what saves it saves. That's what it says. Humbly accept the word. It's got to be planted in you, which can save you. All right? You got to remember when God spoke, when, when there was nothing, the Bible says out of nothing, there was nothing that God just spoke. And when he spoke, he, his words are powerful. When God spoke, he created the heavens. He created earth, the sun, the moon, the stars. God spoke out of nothing and created you. All right? And when you read the Bible, these words are just as powerful. God spoke and created the world, 
when you get this word inside of you, God is speaking to you out of the, I mean, the darkest heart here, the most, the heart that's full of the most evil, the person here today that has left God and wandered away the furthest from God, when you, when you get this word inside of you, as dead as things are, God's word can create life. His words create life. The word of God brings salvation and life to the darkest heart here today. The word of God saves. Number three, write this down. The word of God transforms you. It transforms, I don't know of anything else that can change you from the inside out. The Bible says in verse 22, don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. You see, listening is not enough. Some of you are professional listeners. You come to church, you're here today. You're listening to the Word of God. You read your Bible. Uh, you, 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 some of you can say, well, I've heard Dudley preach a thousand times. You know the Word of God. But if you're not doing it, if you're not obeying it, you're, you're literally deceiving yourself. You've already deceived. You, you've justified. You have found a way to justify sin. You have justified your disobedience. You have justified your way of life because you're not obeying. You've, oh, oh, you know the word of God. Yeah, I know that's in the Bible, but I'm not going to do that. So you see, you're living a life of deception. It's like you tell your child, your son, your daughter, go in your room and clean, clean that room up. And you go in two hours later and there's, the room is still messy and they're sitting at their desk. And you go, what are you doing? I told you to clean your room. And the child says, well, I'm looking it up. I'm looking up the Greek word uh, for the word clean. I want to make sure I know what that word means in the Greek. (laughs) No, no, no. Clean your room. I don't want you to study the word clean. Go clean. And you see, we we get the Bible. It's like, well, we got to study the Bible. No, God didn't want you just to study to study. God wants you to obey what you read. Can someone say amen? amen? And in that number four, write this down as we close. God will bless you. He's going to bless you. Remember, there's life and death in these commandments. The Bible says in verse 23, I want to go through this real quick. Look at these words. Anyone, everybody say anyone. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says, why, you're like a man who looks at himself in a mirror. Verse 24, and after looking at himself, he walks away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Verse 25, but the man who looks intently into the perfect law, that word looks intently is when you go to an art gallery and you find a piece of art and you just stand there and you're mesmerized by it and you just study it and you stare at it and you want to absorb it all in. That's what that word, that phrase means, to look intently. After the man who looks intently into the perfect law, this law is perfect, that gives freedom. That's how you're going to overcome temptation. That's how you're going to not yield to that temptation and commit sin. The man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, he will be, what's the word? He will be blessed in what he does. And everyone in this room here, this right, this very moment, you are either blessed or you are a mess. And the difference is the person who's finding, studying, reading, listening, and then obeying the Word of God. 
See, it, it, it hurts. It hurts to look out and to see and to know that some of you this very moment, you know what the Bible says, but you're not interested in living it. And so you, you've taken the bait and you're living how you want to live. And God can't bless that. He won't bless that. I came downstairs early this morning. My wife was sitting there in a chair and she was just crying, just crying. I said, honey, what's wrong? She said nothing. Why are you crying? She goes, I just feel blessed, she said. You know, why she, you know why she felt blessed? Because she heard her son went to church today. That's why. Because you know, because you know, you know your son doesn't always go to church. I don't always do the right thing. You don't always do the right thing. But whenever people are doing the right thing, There's just this feeling like, man, I'm living right, I'm doing right. God's blessing my life. So today you have a choice. You can either continue to ignore God's word and continue to just live your whole life as nothing but a mess because you haven't fully trusted in God. Or today you can come and just say, you know what, this is a great thing about Christianity. No matter what's happened in your past, you can say, today I want to start living for God. And I'm going to start reading the Bible. I had a guy in the early service. He sat right here. He used to be the worldliest guy in the world. Every word that came out of his mouth was a swear word. And I wrote a letter to him explaining how he's leading people astray with his language. And he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He came into my office, his Bible, he's read it through 12 times, every page, every verse, he's got something colored and underlined. And we sat in my office and we bawled like babies because he's the illustration of a life that had gone astray, that decided, hey, I just want to serve God. And the Word of God and the Spirit of God changed his life from the inside out. And if God did it for him, if God, if God did that for him, God, God can do it for you. But you've got to come. You've got to come and surrender your life to Jesus. If you were moved by Pastor Dudley's message tonight, we want you to know we have phone counselors standing by and ready to pray with you right now. Our number is simple to dial. It's 888-818-4777. Again, that number is 888-818-4777. We are ready for any prayer requests or needs you may have. Ephesians 6 reminds us of the many gifts we have been given by God, and prayer is one of the greatest assets we have as Christians to fend off any attack by the enemy. So please don't hesitate to call us if you are alone and need to pray with someone right now. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment and not just something we do on the weekends. 
we believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Laurie, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. It's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Pastor Dudley.